Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, and MCU after show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. It is so great to be back with you again today for another episode of Hawkeye. Yes, it is our second episode after show, <laughs> and the second episode of the series, Hawkeye. Will there be another a season of Hawkeye yet to know, yet to be known? This is seeming like a wonderful Christmas show, um, something maybe we want to throw on every year. Um, as Marvel fans around Christmas. And you know what? As I'm saying, I'm going to say this. This second episode, I haven't heard much because I've been avoiding spoilers. I didn't watch the first two together like most of you most likely did. Um, I want to break them down uh, to my to my liking. And um, there's a lot being laid down in these first episodes. This wasn't like WandaVision where we're getting kind of two episodes of a sitcom um, trope where we don't know what's going on in this world. They're just kind of parody sitcom episodes. And then we'll learn more about the show later. No. We are getting a lot here with the first two Hawkeyes. And uh, Kate Bishop as a character, I think, is going to be a long standing player in the MCU going forward. I personally think we're going to get a lot more of her as Hawkeye. Um, as a first-person view character, we're going we're gonna to see her story more um, hands-on than that of Clint Barton. And, uh, yeah, so it's good to be here with you, and we're uh, talking about that. Uh, I think this episode's more character-driven. We didn't get as much action, and I don't know how many um, how many of you slash how many are out there like kind of were or are kind of upset about that. I feel like this episode had to be that way. And even if I was, like, sitting there at the end, like, who's this character that the... Okay, the tracksuit mafia's boss. Why isn't it Black Widow's sister? <laughs> Well, because like, they got to introduce a few other people. We don't need any other outside players for this to be a good show. This has been a great... This is going to be a fantastic show, just introducing a new Hawkeye. Um, and the fact that, that it can be um, would go a long way to give Clint Barton, um, A, a good send-off, and B, just a fantastic series of his own. Um, so no one else stands in the way of him for a change. And then you might say, oh, well, why then why give him a predecessor? Well, why not have a, a really fantastic character showcase like what he what he hasn't been just in the background. He's been he has been an Avenger this entire time. Um and he has earned his keep as an Avenger. And from the first Avengers, as we as we saw in the first episode, he was on those rooftops fighting the Shatari and he was helping Iron Man um in those tight city alleyways when um, Tony was getting really, really beaten down by those Chitari. He was getting overwhelmed, um, like on the ground. I watched Avengers on this podcast, and breaking down movies and um, shows, opposed to just watching them, is really fun. <laughs> uh, it can be like a tedious attack. Like the movies, I had to like stop a while because I don't want to be ruined for me. But like at the same time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's so great to see him on that level. Because you're rewinding and watching, rewinding and watching. Breaking down is so fun because you're getting to see every little detail. And uh, I remember just the Hawkeye Iron Man part, like where um, he, he Iron Man's running through the vi the buildings, and Hawkeye's just like, you know, giving Iron Man call outs. And uh, yeah, really good teamwork, really good teamwork. And um, a lot of people didn't like also around the Avengers movie uh, 2012. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people. <laughs> I hate being like that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean. Dude, he, that I really like that scene from that last episode, and it continues on that theme of 
um, the legend of Hawkeye and kind of how he carries that. Um, how will that be carried on? And how is he going to represent that? How will that be represented? How is that represented? Uh, I like all that. I wonder how much of Clinton Nat's history we'll go into in the show. I still wonder. Um, we want to do a little bit. It's kind of always going to be reminded of. Um, just a reminder, six days until Christmas, uh, beginning of this episode. I want to know if we'll meet Yelena. Um, will we get any of that? Will we get any of that? Is that just going to be safe for later? I mean, I don't know why I'm like got this. We're gonna lose Clint in this uh, feeling. I don't know why. We pick up right where we left off. Clint Hawkeye asks Kate who she is. She says, "Kate Bishop." You're just a kid. Where did you get this suit? He says. Um, he tells her that they have to get out of there, and they hurry off together. Um, Hawkeye. <laughs> You know, she's so happy to see him. That is her hero. That is her motivation, her inspiration. And we'll go through the episode. Remember later, she says, Brandy, you need branding. And he's like, I don't want, I'm not looking to sell anything. Because, like, it's such an innocent thing to say you need branding. And it's like, it's funny. So he's not, she isn't, like, trying to sell him to sell anything. She is just talking about, it's like, she, he, she doesn't have, he doesn't have that superhero look that Iron Man has or Ant-Man has. Which, ironically, they're not purposely doing the superhero look, but they embrace it. Iron Man's definitely doing the... <laughs> okay, Tony's definitely embracing the superhero look. Definitely embracing the superhero look. Um, but <laughs> I think she got a, such a good vision of him fighting on that rooftop in that <laughs> uh, sleeveless, sleeveless vest. Like That's like the most Hawkeye, comic-y Hawkeye look that we, we almost get like in action. And... Uh, she, like, straight up, like, wants to be the comic version of that more than ever. She is a superhero. Like, she wants to be the superhero, superhero Hawkeye. <laughs> and uh, you could see that in her eyes when she sees him. She, he is, he's a freaking hero, especially to her. Uh, Clint brings Kate back home. Um, also, they're walking down the street, uh, they pass by a pizza place, and Clint is just, he eyes a guy. Um, he's just very weary of everyone. He's He's 100% on patrol now he was on vacation the whole first episode with his family now he's 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 at work clint brings kate back home and they meet a one-eyed dog oh my goodness does anyone else just love this dog are you are you just are you freaking out on gorgeous and beautiful and, and and how much you just want this dog to be okay and if they do anything to this dog this show i will i will literally boycott um disney and um I'll go find this dog and bring him home. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think the dog's gonna be just fine. Seriously, Disney, don't you fuck mess up. The, don't mess up. Don't mess this up. Uh, I didn't say anything bad. Um, uh, and also, Disney, don't hurt me. And um, send out your your stormtroopers to hurt me. Uh, so, <laughs> um, she tells Clint that she inherited the place. Uh, me just realizing that is this. You know, I thought her mom was at the place that. Was her dad's place that they didn't want to sell? But is, is is this the place that she was rescued from by Clint as a kid at the Battle of New York? They've been kind of showing it very nonchalantly and slowly. She has a big arrow, bow and arrow um, target in there. And 
You'd wonder since it was attacked and destroyed and like maybe there was some sort of city funding project to put it all back together. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of nondescript about it. And if they were descript about it, I missed it. <laughs> so uh, always let me know. MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com. I always want to slip that in there mid-episode um, if you're listening. And don't be afraid to email. Um, we, we love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I'll throw it on the show and we will we will get back to you. Um, it sounds like I'm you're, you're calling the dentist or um, your pharmacy. No, we are we are a podcast <laughs> and we uh, love Marvel and, and we we would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, by the way. Drop a review if you like it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep going off the kilter here because um, I took notes. And Beth, I'm going back to notes instead of watching the episode and reacting to it for now. Because I think I can get out more elaborately my thoughts on the episode this way. And <laughs> listening back, yeah, I think I'm a little bit uh, jumpy and jumpy that being like i'm really excited about the episode as i'm watching it and i pause and i i don't know how to get my thoughts out because when i'm typing them it's pretty easy to do it knowing i'm gonna say this later and not right now and um i have like so much excitement and energy when i'm watching it um it might just be exciting to be able to get those thoughts together and uh, tell you like an hour later after the show's over (laughs) and um yeah so I think for now that's what I'm going to do, unless, like, we um, we get a revolt with a giant number of people, you guys revolt, and you're like, do the reactions! We want the reactions, Mar- Mr. Honest. Marble Maniac isn't what it is, unless you're reacting to the episode. <laughs> um, I, think I, I think I'm going to do this for a bit. Uh, I'm going to write notes and then talk. Clint asks her if she's 18, and she says 22, and he's like, same thing. He asks her for the Ronin attire and um, where she got the suit. And she tells him a uh, black market auction and uh, shouldn't you be in school? And Kate has a few cues for her uh, for Hawkeye himself. <laughs> like I, now my stuttering is because my notes are bad. Like they're uh, badly typed. <laughs> it's not because um, I don't know what I'm saying. It's because I, I can't type. <laughs> and I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept this. <laughs> um, it's just uh, it's just really good to be talking about Hawkeye, the show. Like, this is the first guy who should have maybe got a show. But that being said, it's um, it, it's being done very, very, very correctly and in homage of this character that we've had for a long time um, in the MCU. And uh, I really like the homage to other movies in this in this episode. Even homage. I mean, hey, they're directly in the in the show. You're kind of my favorite Avenger. <laughs> Can you sign my bow? She says. Are you okay? Yeah, you should you, you should see the other guys. She says. I mean. She's right. This girl can fight. Kate Bishop isn't. Kate Bishop isn't like laying down and taking, um, taking hits on the face. She is a frick. She is a freaking fighter, and um, he he hasn't really seen that just yet. Um, she will. He will soon, and um, he he says the tracksuit mafia, and <laughs> she says that's a little on the nose, don't you think? I, I like Kate Bishop's sass. The sass is really, really great on this, on this one. She's a little, I want to see her and Peter Parker, um, talk, talking and uh, fighting together because they will be quipping all day. They will be quipping all day. Clint warns Kate that the track suits aren't the only enemies that this gang has made. And she has to be sure no one else thinks she's Ronan. She says that she just like, and he asks her, like, did you, did you do anything else while wearing the suit? Did you do anything else with this? <laughs> we know that she uh, maybe did a couple things while wearing the suit. I didn't even think of that like at this time. And she's like, I just dropped the dog off here. 
she may be like witnessing like maybe like, like, close to a murder. Uh, but uh, forget it. We will we, get there. We will get there. At that moment, the mafia starts throwing Molotov cocktails through the window. It gets fiery real fast. The two rush into action. Clint throws a cocktail right back down at them. And as one of the one of the tracksuit mafians, <laughs> I don't think that's what you say. One of the mafia uh, throws. Would it be mafians? <laughs> throws my mom. Gets ready. To, yeah, he pull, pull, pulls the, the cocktail behind his arm to throw it. Splashes in his hand. I had to rewind and watch this maybe five times. Um, we get a reply to. <laughs> you should see the other guys kind of uh, what, what Hawkeye was saying to Kate. Um, we we see uh, cut to Kate with her bow, and um, it's just <laughs> he, he she she blew that thing right out of that guy's hand. It was very cool. It was very cool. Clint reminds them that they got to get that suit. So Kate shoots a fire extinguisher, and it goes all over the place before conveniently shooting outside of the mafia members. <laughs> like I don't think she did that on purpose. I do, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> the fire continues to spread, and the two escape the building while the mafia gets approached by the pizza shop owners, the main owners of the town. Nobody messes with these guys. <laughs> they're, they're like, you're going to burn the whole place down. <laughs> the mafia guys are like, not like a, a afraid of them, but like, they're like bickering at each other over this. <laughs> The tracksuit mafia is hilarious. Uh, like, what a funny group of villains! And this is the exact type of stuff I'd wanted to see after Thanos came and go came and went. Like, the Marvel universe is all about his head right now. <laughs> like, nobody is okay. And and like and like the, just the villains, the villain hierarchy. That's exactly what Ronan did, right? Like the beginning of the show, we learned um, Ronan decimated the entire criminal underworld. Like, so like half the population goes back and there's like just basically like half the criminal underworld's back and like who what's that like just a bunch of idiots like and and then like the, the underworld's nothing so we got we got the tracksuit mafia that's formed <laughs> over the course of about the last year since in in showtime i guess right a year about since the snap we'll say give or take um that's my guess my guess christmas post snap the first post christmas snap Post snap Christmas, right? We'll say, maybe, maybe. We'll just keep going. So, um, okay. So the Ronin uh, decimated the underworld, and now the tracksuit mafia is the um, is the is the play are the players. Okay. Um, I'm back to just the pizza guys. That that's <laughs> that's back to the point of I I am not in disbelief by the pizza guys being the um, the closers of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> and like i thought that was uh i didn't like i'm not i'm not criticizing i'm just like this is a comic book show and um the, there's cheesiness in all this and co and when i say cheesiness it's like this there's, there's gonna be some guy that's like oh dude the pizza scene just ruined it all for me and like i don't know i feel like we're all on board here anyway so if you're here you're on board i get it and you know what you're not if you don't like it that's fine you're welcome to not you're not you're welcome to do anything you want <laughs> I say that a lot. Avengers. So she asked um, if they're going to a safe house. Um, okay, no, no, no. So chaos. Where they're going? Um, because they're going to a subway station right now, and, and Clint's just kind of like getting them anywhere. Um, they're with the dog, obviously, and uh, they cut to them in a shopping convenience store. Because <laughs> she's like, "Are we going to 
where where are we going? And like he's like, We're going to somewhere to get help. And um she's like, Are we going to Avengers Tower? <laughs> Avengers Tower moved two years ago during Spider Man Homecoming, right? So what what is she talking about? Um, I, like, I feel like they uh, they did they did move it and publicly move it, right? So they they weren't attacked on, on in New York from aliens. Like, I felt like I'm thinking maybe at first they they kept the Avengers Tower in New York publicly as like a landmark. Like, okay, yeah, we'll leave the A up there, but we secretly won't be based there. But I don't think they would have left the A up there because that's basically a beacon to the other like worlds that they are going to be attacked. Like, like the, the battle in New York happened, um, and then the A is there, stands for the Avengers. So, like, in, in Tony's eyes, like, after the big Sokovia incident, like, they moved Avengers Tower with the A. It's like the A. So it's like a beacon to the universe, like, come attack us here. And that's pretty much what happened. Like, the Battle of New York times two would have happened at the end of Avengers 3. Um, four, you know, Endgame. If that happened in New York... That's just like a good, like a good, like um, comparison. Like, Endgame would have happened in New York, and no, New York would have been destroyed um, if they didn't move Avengers Tower. My point is, Avengers Tower still exists, and why does Kate Bishop still think it's Avengers Tower? Um, my question is that a continuity? Or I don't think so. Um, there's still there's something happening. Maybe they're bringing back Avengers Tower one, two. Um, there's something new happening with it, and. Um, the third thing is really, like in Chicago here, we have a, the tallest skyscraper in near, damn near world. It's called the Willis Tower. It's been it's been changed for ten years to the Willis Tower. Nearly all of us call it the Sears Tower, and that pretty much is changing now. But like, it's just the thing we all do. It's the Sears Tower. It's been the Sears Tower, and I, I probably am still going to call it the Sears Tower. So, Avengers Tower is always going to be Avengers Tower. So it's probably something like that. Um, that's me digging in and nitpicking right there. <laughs> but you get in line at the convenience store with a doggy. The dog is so damn adorable. <laughs> I love this dog. I love this dog. <laughs> Clint tells Kate he's got to find a place to stash her so he can recover the suit and clean up this mess. Um, Kate says she's not luggage. <laughs> she says she actually does know a place uh, uh would a bag of money know a place <laughs> uh it, it's snowing and they get into a, they get to an apartment kate looks down uh the names of people to buzz and she sees moira brandon she taps random intercom buttons and looks back at clint <laughs> one guy answers and she's like i got a pizza and they get buzzed in she tells clint this is her aunt's place and that she's in florida for the winter clint puts down her bow and tells her to clean her wounds and he leaves he says he's going back to her apartment to get the suit and to lock the door. Outside Kate's apartment building, police officers mull around a taped area as the bystanders lock on. Look on. With his hood up, Clint ducks under the police tape and makes his way over to a fire truck. I freaking love this part. Clint is like, Clint is a man of many talents. He's a spy. Freaking spy, man. Okay. <laughs> Standing out just outside uh, its open door, he puts on a He puts down, down his backpack and puts on a firefighter's jacket. Clint, Clint, he, Clint, I just thought this was, like, what? He just got in. And, like, and in a way, like, I trusted him fully because I'm like, he's probably done this before. Let's just watch him do it. Clint keeps his head down and he puts on a helmet and heads in. Hawkeye nails it. 
He's a damn pro. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. He searches <laughs> He searches the place among the other firefighters. He looks over the whole room, but he doesn't see the suit anywhere. He returns to the truck and gets uh, his backpack. And on the window of the truck, it says, New York City, NYC, LARPers. Live action role-playing. On a sticker, he takes note. He takes a note on it and uh, takes off between emergency vehicles parked on the street. What a what a very specifically shot scene for just him having to maybe seen a sticker on some window. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, he we got to see. Uh, that was just, okay, very elaborate. At Kate's aunt's apartment, over the um, over the phone, Eleanor tells Kate that she was so scared and asks what happened to her. This is all the same the first night. If you believe it, the, the night of the last episode, she tells her that she went out the back. Uh, Clint, Clint walks in, and, and, she, and not she's not telling her that she walked out of the back of the house that she saw Armand murdered. By the way, <laughs> she's telling her about it at the party. <laughs> she tells her that she went out the back. Clint walks in. Her and her mom say, "I love you," and hang up. Since when did everybody start saying "I love you" to everybody all the time? When did your heart shrink th three sizes? When a little girl in a ninja suit stole my Christmas, Clint tells Kate. Um, <laughs> I already like the relationship, too. What is up? Like, wh Why are they so great? Um, great dynamic between Clint and Kate. They just met each other. This is good casting. This is great. Um, this is a great story. I like it so far. Clint sees Kate. Um, she's cleaning her wound wrong. And he's like, you're doing it all wrong. He cleans it correctly, and he shows her how. Oh, wow, wow, it looks, it actually, though, I can. I actually just realized and remembered how, how much it hurt. <laughs> it hurt It hurt me watching him clean it. It looked very good, like, well done. It looked like a real wound. Uh, she says, so how's my plate? Uh, plate, <laughs> place. Uh, I'm sure her plate was good. I hope she had something to eat in this time. It was a long day for her. Uh, <laughs> he says, crispy. She asks if uh, he got the suit and he tells her no but you have a lead he asks what makes her think that and she just looks at his notepad now this isn't even talked about again but it's just a moment to show Kate um, Kate's intelligence and um, maybe that she is just on his level and with with Clint she's on the she's not just sitting at home um, she's not waiting to waiting to get out of this she's, she's in on this journey with him and she's definitely <laughs> she wants to figure out what's going on she told him she tells him that her mom canceled all her credit cards uh and clint googles new york city larpers he comes across a very dedicated ronin cosplayer very dedicated and um he texts his daughter and tells her to be ready in a few hours he's gonna he's gonna get everyone out of there um it's 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 time <laughs> he holds the dog super closely and he tells him he'll be back in the morning oh my god this show better be nice to this dog i'm telling you this dog this dog better make it out of the shows I, I don't i don't think marvel has a has a heart to do that to a dog like hurt a dog or, or snap a dog away or you know i think they're gonna pull our heartstrings with this dog though it's a christmas movie with a dog in it I'm sorry to call it a Christmas movie, but this is six episodes long, and it's just an extended Hawkeye movie. Come on. 
I'm loving it. <laughs> I keep saying it. Uh, Clint's son is, and it's morning now. Um, they're exiting the hotel, it seems. Clint's son is watching the video of Kate flipping over a traffic in the Ronin suit. <laughs> Gets around, man. She's viral. Clint is getting his family in the car and wants to get his family out of town as soon as possible. It's very clear that their safety is his top priority. Lila, is his daughter, notes the cut on his forehead and tells him she really thought he was going to be home for Christmas. She loves her dad. She wants her dad to be safe. And um, that is very clear. And uh, this young actress, phenomenal. As the car drives off, Clint's grin fades. He wants to be with his family. <laughs> the man just wants to be with his family. He spent five years without him. <laughs> Cut back to the apartment. Kate is watching the news of Armand's death. Go figure. Kate's mom didn't see her as Ronan on the scene, but Ronan was seen fleeing on camera. So this doesn't look good at all for her, considering people are already making her out to be the original Ronan. In less than 24 hours, you've been on the news twice. Impressive, Clint tells her. So much tension and drama already. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Clint, Clint says, I don't. I told you that suit was bad news. Um, he definitely doesn't say it so, like, affirmatively, like I'm saying it right now. I'm just like, I just can't believe um, how fast, like, this gets so tied up and, and the reason it does is because of the shit that happened outside of this movie uh, that is why there's a lot of weight to all this you know um a guy snaps half the universe away um there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that can happen um in five years before half the universe gets snapped back into existence there's a lot of subtext there there's a lot of subtext there and um this i just love i love 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 this um series of marvel this is why we're doing mcu after show we can't just do an after show for singular shows this is why we can do an mcu after show we got to talk about the movies too shang chi we got to get to that um i want to do a detailed discussion about shang chi because there's so much connecting back to all of the movies i want to talk about all of it and um there's so little time but we were get we we're gonna get to all of it um so yes it's it's all connected <laughs> it's all part of a bigger thing <laughs> Uh, I don't mean to keep laughing after every comment. It's just very exciting. It's just very exciting. I hope you all are excited too. Clint says, I told you that suit was bad news. And Kate says she needs to go. And he says that's the last thing you need to do. That's the last thing. And the tracksuit mafia tried to kill you twice yesterday. Don't forget that. I'm going to find this suit. And until I do, you are going to stay put. Um, it's not safe, obviously. Kate says if she stays put, her mom will come find her. Um, so Clint says she's not just going to listen. Like, she's not going to listen. <laughs> like, she, it's obvious at this point. So, um, time to change. She looks ridiculous. She's, like, in a completely, like, rich lady's outfit from her um, aunt's closet. And this is this is funny. She she, uh, she instantly changes. Um, and it cuts to them walking through Times Square. And <laughs> Kate is kind of standoffish towards Clint at this point. <laughs> and uh, she's like, we're going to be late because of you. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, you'll, you're going to be alive because of me. And he's kind of letting her know, like, you got to speak up. Uh, I, you know, I got a hearing aid. And uh, she's like, oh, what happened? And like, we get we get this series of insane moments from maybe all the Avengers movies, like of him just getting blasted and thrown around and just hiding from major colossal explosions and um 
just just monster monster accidents and <laughs> him going through war man like you forget like you forget <laughs> when you're watching these avengers movies these guys are these, these guys are going through war man <laughs> clint is hawkeye has, has been through it he's been through it and she didn't even realize that like she's just saying, like what happened huh? I, I i didn't have to think much about that but like <laughs> that's a good that's a great detail that's a really great t- detail and they featured the one in the last Avengers movie that probably front was the one that did it in. I don't know if they put it in last, but that definitely was the one that did it in. Um, so a kid runs by them and says, oh, look, a superhero. And he definitely, Clint definitely thinks that he's going to get run up to. It, but the body looks and he runs up to Ant-Man, like another Ant-Man, and uh, Iron Man, and it's a Katniss. And he's like, oh, it's Katniss. Kate says, look, the problem you have is branding. And uh, Clint's like, well, I'm not trying to sell anything. She says, your, your whole thing is low-key, and it's, very, it's a very hard brand to sell. And he's like, well, I'm not trying to sell anything. And she's, she says, that should make you cooler, but with all the scary stuff that's happened since the Avengers appeared, um, people don't want, you know, they don't want that anymore. They want sincerity. You keep your heart close under layers of armor. Clint keeps emphasizing that he's not selling anything. Um, and he's like, well, then what am I selling? And she says, you're selling inspiration. That's so good. That's uh, really heartfelt. Um, she, he says, you know, if all goes as planned today, um, probably probably I'm never going to see you again. Because she's at, she's gonna ask, she asks if they're going to meet later. I'm, I'm never going to see you again. So he's a little hard on her. And um, she says, well, you only taught me how to lose a tail, and I already know how to do that. He reminds her that uh, I'll taught you how to, how to clean a wound. Now you know that. How to properly clean a wound. <laughs> um, I like this. See, you know they're not. I mean, oh, we know we're going to meet each other again, even like at this point in the show. It's just bound to happen. Um, <clears throat> but how is the question? How is the question, right? He gives her his number for emergencies only. Like Captain America giving Iron Man his number at the end of Captain America Civil War. They maybe didn't have to do that. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing I maybe wonder. Like, they didn't have to do that, really. Could have maybe, like, left a little tension there. Uh, <laughs> she says uh, she'll call him later. Uh, like, okay, that's great. That's great. Kate marches up to her mom's, uh, her mom's room, office, slash office. In her mom's office, Jack is there. We get a lot of this this episode. A lot of, like, Jack pops up. Jack pops up. He's really good at just popping up, this guy, right? Um, he's like, Katie. <laughs> what a f- this guy's got creepy vibes. Jack's got creepy vibes, doesn't he? Um, she corrects him, Kate. Damn right. Uh, she tells him, sorry for your loss. She saw it on the news. Kate wants to talk to her mom about everything, but if it could be without the interloper. <laughs> Jack gives off the worst and strangest vibes of all time. I have that here written again. He says some awkward, overconfident stuff about seeking his approval. And I mean that. Um, it's really awkward and really overconfident. Um, but it doesn't come off as overconfident. He's completely confident in it. It's just, he shouldn't be saying it. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, he says, I bought a book about being a stepdad. <laughs> the actor's really good. I mean, oh my God. So good. Um, I'm, I'm saying as a character, uh, he kills it. Uh, money well spent, Jack. Kate says. Eleanor asks Kate to dinner with them later, and Kate says yes if she can up can come up with the conversation topics. Clint 
walks through Central Park and gets to the New York City LARPers event. He sees the guy, Grills, his name his name is Grills, wearing uh, the Ronin suit and tries to go into in to see him. But one of the LARPers, um, a very, very, she's very assertive, this woman, um, <laughs> she tells him, you can't go in uh, until the LARP ends at midnight. He's like, no, nah, that's, that's not going to work. I need to go in now. I need to go in now. <laughs> And she says, most people here are like five hours in New York City cops. Uh, if you don't follow the rules, it's going to get real messy. And it's, it's like, okay, what are the rules? What are the rules? And uh, he gets brought up to a, a sign-up tent. And he's he gets told, beginners get one free hit. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then he gets a scroll. And um, this is like, from what we live by. And uh, he's given some armor. And uh, Clint, Clint charges his way through the crowd to get to Grills. And he makes... When he finally does, uh, <laughs> he immediately tells Grills he will fake punch him to get the suit or real punch him if he doesn't. Uh, Grills tells if he could just kill Hawkeye. It's Hawkeye. You know, it's Hawkeye. It would make him look so cool. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, he, he would just give him the suit. He would just give him the suit. He's like, and I fought Thanos. It's so true, dude, but you got to get the suit, and these guys aren't that bad, so just just, get, just play, just play. You got to make it real. We got we to have trial by combat. <laughs> so back to Kate. She's texting Clint and asks if her um, if she misses him yet, and uh, when she just receives a call from the New York Police Department. Uh, he asks if she's aware that there was a fire at her home last night, and she replies that she doesn't, she replies, and uh, she doesn't seem so upset. He says, like, I don't... Why, why, why aren't you more worried about this? And um, he asked where she was, and she tells him that she was at work, so he asked her to come in before work tomorrow. Clint actually puts on a show for the LARPers. I'm assuming we're going to see this in this next episode. Um, we're going to see her going to work. I mean, not going to work, go into um, talk to the, the New York City Police Department. and It might not look good for her. If they get out of the situation at the end of this one, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, right? <laughs> um... So Clint actually puts on a show for the LARPers in this fight, uh, and I, I actually can't believe this is happening. Like when it was happening, it's so it was so silly. It made me laugh. Like it's ridiculous. It's it's actually like almost it's almost like um, world breaking. Like is, is Hawkeye really gonna do this? But then you think like this is a this is a, um, a comic book show. Silly, funny. Funny, funny, funny show. And at the same time, people really do LARP and roleplay. And, and, and is Hawkeye want to hurt anyone, really? That are just really legit doing stuff? And there are rules to this. So he's doing what he has to to get the thing, man. It's so silly. And the guy making <laughs> sword noises with his mouth in the meat, the way of Jerry Renner, like, Clint just reacts to this and, and uh, throws him off. And, <laughs> and um, he and Grills fight. And uh, Grills tells him that he has to sell it. He does sell it, man. He does. When Clint finally loses, the crowd chants, Burn the body! <laughs> like, how much there is there to this? Like, just give him the thing, you know? Lots of emphasis on Hawkeye needing a much more iconic look in this series. Lots. Girls gives him the armor afterwards and thanks him. He said... This was like the best day of his life. And you did have fun, right? I like Grills. Grills are so genuine. I love that scene. I thought it was wholesome. Did uh, you know? Did, did it seem completely genuine? Like, you know, I did afterwards with Grills. I like that. Clint calls his wife to tell her he's not going to make his flight. Clint's wife is at the farmhouse uh, we know and love. And I got to say this right now. Um, 
she's okay. She says it's okay, and that's what flight insurance is for. Can we get, can we, I, I want to say this, can we get a version of her outside of this farmhouse? Like, have we ever seen Clint's wife outside of this place? Like, I just got to say, no, this is like the maybe 10th too many times. We, we, this is the only place we have ever seen her. It has to be. Am I wrong? I need a place, guys. I need a place. I need to know if we've ever seen her anywhere else but this place. And I really don't think we have. This is the only form of existence of her. She might not be real. <laughs> he lets <laughs> he lets her know that uh, about everything. She lets her know about everything and uh, he's been through and how he has to face the tracksuit guys. She seems to know all about the tracksuit guys in the first place and they are really on the same page. It seems like they're always on the same page. Like they have a good relationship. Clint knows he's missing out on the gingerbread house time that they're doing right in the background at that exact same time. Clint is putting things in his locker and... As this phone call is happening, he hangs up, and he locks it, and then he says, time to get myself caught. Got to Kate at dinner. Jack is telling them how to make the perfect risotto, <laughs> and Kate tells him he is almost too good to be true. She puts out um, that he's quite a, a sword aficionado, right? And then it kind of clicks with you, like, oh, the sword, right, 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 the Roman sword, oh my god. I didn't, nab, I didn't nab that one together. Like, he grabs a sword off the ground. Swords in the house. Um, last episode, you could have done that yourself as an audience member. Might, most likely did. Um, even in that moment, if you'd watched him back to back, you might have even realized in that moment when he grabbed the sword. <laughs> Easy peasy. Um, but I like that. Uh, would say you're more of an epee foil or saberman. Uh, do you like to fence? And he's like, oh, he dabbles. I dabble, I dabble. Um... <laughs> um and he says she knows her stuff, and uh, she replies that she was a two-time state champion. It makes her good with outdated weapons and aware when someone's trying to stab you in the back. Love that line. Kate is freaking, she's so good. Uh, I, I really like Kate. She, she does not take shit. Uh, Kate's mom asks them to change the subject. Jack says common interest is fertile ground for bonding. What? a weird way to say like what a weird phrasing right common interest is fertile ground for bonding what a, f a weirdo kate agrees on the bonding but in a very i don't want to do that sort of way <laughs> that's the way i wrote that it's uh, the best way i got like the expression i got from her um yeah uh kate agrees on the bonding but in a very i don't want to do this sort of way um kate says why don't we break out a couple of these bad boys I uh, got some spare fencing gear. Why not? Kate and Jack are now wearing white fencing gear. I love this. Kate and Jack stand in front of each other and tap their swords. Honey, be careful. Uh, honey, is uh, what Eleanor says. And Kate's like, what am I ever not careful? And she's like, I was talking to Jack. And I feel like it may come off like kind of cruel to Kate. But at the same time, I think it also says a lot about her mom's confidence, Kate's mom, and her strength. Um, I really do. I, I almost think, I, I think that was the intention there. Kate lunges in a flurry of strikes and parries as she touches the tip uh, of her foil to Jack's chest. And you could tell he, like, he's kind of holding back. And she says, don't let me win, Jack. And they go at it again. Kate drives, drives him back. And, he, and she stops. She says, stop, to let, stop letting me win. She goes furiously at him again for a third time, and Jack dodges pretty, effortless, pretty effortlessly. I mean, not pretty. He's just like, fun, fun, fun. he's almost like a Dragon Ball Z character, if you know that show. Like, they put their hands behind their back, and they're just dodging. It's like the character's going full force at him. And um, he's not doing anything. Like, and she's like, why are you, what are you hiding? <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> she's like, she actually loses her temper completely. Uh, what are you hiding, Jack? And uh, they remove their masks. Um, 
Yeah. She jabs at Jack's face, and he perfectly parries her. Kate says, what? Uh, what, is, Kate, what is wrong with you? And she says, he's lying. Uh, he says he did downplay his ability, and she says she knew he would parry that attack because he is lying. Jack leaves the change, and uh, immediately Eleanor says to Kate that she can't believe her. Oh, my God. That was, that was a very intense scene. Um, and you know what? The fact that, dude, uh, Jack can, can hold a sword. He can hold a sword. He was... He was definitely holding back a big time from what we saw. Kate points out that um, Armand was murdered by a sword the same night that they had that, that they had that fight. And how many people in New York are murdered by a sword per year? She's guessing none. Eleanor says to Kate she's not a superhero and that she needs to stay out of this or she will get extremely hurt and everything will be okay. And uh, I just, Kate's mom just always, she's the typical like, wrong person in the superhero movie about the superhero movie that the superhero proves wrong about being a superhero <laughs> um okay so that she she's like what comes next for you you're gonna be ahead you're gonna be ahead of bishop security like lame she's gonna be hawkeye um at that moment jack walks in oddly fast cut to jack he's such a sneaky sneak put one foot in front of the door, and in a few years, you'll be working at Bishop Security. Ugh. As Kate tries to leave, Jack offers her a butterscotch. And on it says Armand. The one she saw in his place, we noted right before she found his body. Clint is waiting to be picked up by the tracksuit mafia. So yes, I mean, it's very clear. Very clear Jack was involved, if at the very least, in Armand's murder. And, uh, wow. They were very, 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 very argumentative in, at the auction. Clint is waiting to be picked up by the tracksuit mafia. They show up, a bunch of them pick him up, smack him. Um, they, they, they do say um, she's, she wants him in one piece. Uh, the lady we do see at the end, they put a bag over his head uh, that he says he can see through. <laughs> Kate calls Clint and tells her she has a crazy clue to tell him about. Something feels really off and... Uh, it's like feels like she's being chased. She doesn't tell him that. That's what I wrote. Um, she calls again and someone answers and says, Clint Barton can't take your call right now. Kate, uh, Kate's face lowers and she um, she looks into an app and she logs into Bishop Security. And it turns out that she's been tracking Clint, it seems. A bag is pulled off of Clint's head. They are in an abandoned toy store. Okay. Clint compliments their establishment. The main goon is offended. There's always so many tracksuit mafia guys in front of them. When there's like one, there's like a million. Okay, um, the main goon is offended, like because <laughs> he like he, he had he did a lot to find this place, right? The mafia is convinced that Kate Bishop is a guy. Uh, Clint says he came here to talk to their boss. He's trying to be civil. This made them very mad. Uh, he unties his own hands, though, Clint. At, all, at this point, this made them so furious. Uh, they ask him, "Where is Kate Bishop?" And Clint says he doesn't know. But at this very time, um, we hear something on the roof uh, from above. They all look up, and boom, she falls through on top of them in a new, awesome suit, purple suit. Getting closer to comic book look, Hawkeye. Um, as we as we move towards the end of this episode, um, cut to both of them being tied up. Look on Hawkeye's face when she falls through. I mean, he had a plan here. <laughs> um, clearly, Kate tells Clint she's just trying to help. Music starts to play. Um, 
when we hear an arrival of some sort because the, one of the mafia guys is like, you're in trouble now, bro! You're in trouble now! <laughs> um, the the main tracksuit guy keeps telling them this, uh, and then we get to the end of the hallway, and we, we see a woman, a black-haired woman, and she's standing confidently in the back, and one of the tracksuit guys approaches them as it pans up to her, approaches her as it pans up to her, and uh, he's saying, we got both of them. <laughs> we got both of them. So what are they going to do to Hawkeyes AKA and the Ronins? They're both unified in these identities and both stuck to the name. Um, am I excited for this third episode? Yes. Are you excited for the third episode? Oh, I'm sure you are. Are we going to watch every single one together? You betcha. <laughs> um, it's been great to have you here today at Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. I thought this episode was fantastic. I think it was a little bit slower. I wasn't super pumped about like a lower energy ending, but I got a feeling like I've said for almost every other mid-series episode for a Marvel show. We are building up to a wonderful finale. Every good show has um, character-driven episodes. Every wonderful series has character-driven episodes if we have a marvel show with character-driven episodes this marvel show is doing correct i love this show um and i'm so excited to see more kate bishop and more um more clint barton and let's see where this story goes let's see where it takes us i'm confident that i enjoyed every bit of this show and if i'm not happy about this episode because it didn't have a, a niche little cliffhanger for one um and they're saving the real moments and beats because they were built up upon real story moments, um, and they were earned. That's what we... If you'd like to support the show, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Marvel Maniac. We don't have anywhere else you can support the show as of right now, so it's $5 a month. We post bonus material a few times a month, about a minute or two extra bonus material, and it's just a best way you could support the show and thank you so much for doing that if you if you do do that and we have marvel maniac pod at gmail.com tiktok marvel maniac pod twitter instagram we are all there reach out to us let us know what you think about the show leave a review on the show wherever you listen to it it means the world and it goes the longest way let that review be a positive one um let us let us know what you think we always want positive feedback if you got something to say and go the heck away um <laughs> i can't believe i'm using um preschool rhymes to tell you i um, i have sensitive feelings um my superpower would be um i'm emotional and uh <laughs> i i love each and every one of you for being here my fellow avengers we will be back <laughs> from my, from my, from my perspective very soon for the next episode of Hawkeye, episode three. And I cannot wait to talk to you about that. Until next time, Avengers, disassemble.